It, so it was a massive involvement exercise, both digitally, uh, but also uh, extra efforts were made to include people who are usually excluded from, from digital uh, uh, consultations. And we got uh, 1,600 different questions. And the fascinating thing was um, that when we looked at the evidence, and, and this was just at, uh, at the last year, at the end of last year, only three of them that we had answered it to, to you know a Cochrane standard um, and this is the, uh, the the crazy thing about this is that we're going full pelt forward with these technologies and people think oh well we, we know that works and actually no we we don't really know and it's not just about does it work but who does it work for when does it work what's the best combination um, so there were uh, uh, other people working on on the uh, steering group, people like Mark Brown, um, who were asking some really careful questions about the questions. About so we're trying to understand what what were the key themes and, and some of the ones that came out, as you might expect, when uh, you know, we, only a third of people who, who've got mental health problems can access treatment. Is how does this improve access, or, or could it make it worse? Who is the right audience uh, for the for these technologies? And if we're going to um, blend them in, what happens to the risks and the duty of care that go along with that? So, I mean, there's a lot to think about. And I th I th what I think it does is pose a great challenge for researchers to step up to, to show how their work matters to these key stakeholders who, who fed into this. So... Um, the top 10 are up on the James Lind Alliance and, and the MindTech website, and uh, there's actually uh, another 26 um, in total that were considered. Um, and we, we, we had a heck of a job trying to see which questions were similar, which questions were slightly different. And um, so, but yeah, this, 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 the questions behind the questions was, I think, uh, and what I'm going to talk about the, the event today is, is well, what is there a danger that this can make it worse? Um, I'm somebody living with the side effects of uh, the previous revolution in mental health, uh, which is medication. So I've uh, I've got uh, osteoporosis, I've had weight gain, and uh, none of that was ever spelled out at the start of my journey. So the, the, there's a, this, this thing about yeah, it might work today, but what are the longer term impacts? Yeah, absolutely. And for people that don't know too much about the kind of methodology of these priority setting partnerships, because it is quite a nerdy, researchy sort of thing, isn't it? This is a really robust method that you went through over a nearly two-year process. Tell us a bit about how you came up with that final list of questions. Um, so we, uh, what we did was we, we uh, crunched the questions, to, so we got them down to uh, the 150 it came to uh, of um, ones that were pretty much were representative of all the questions that we've been asked after we've taken out the three that have been answered and, and lots of ones which weren't in scope of the PSP. And then we, we put those back up on a website with a, a, a tool where people then could pick the ones that they thought were their top three, their top ten. And then so then we fed that back in uh, and that got it down to, uh, as I say, the top 26 which we then had a, a, a co-production workshop which with uh, uh, the key stakeholders uh, and a wider set of representatives 
all basically arguing it out about um, you know, which, which ones are, are going to uh, take priority over the others. Um, and that's why I recommend you look at the, the full list because just because something is in the top 10 doesn't mean it isn't important. But if you're, if you're working in this field and you were looking to have a good quality conversation with commissioners and funders and uh, the people who are the recipients of your, of your work then I would recommend you use these as a frame to shape that conversation. Yeah, and these are questions not asked by researchers, but they're asked by the general public, yes. by people with lived experience of mental health difficulties, by clinicians. Yeah. Um, so what now? What are you going to do to get, make sure that these questions do get answered by new research? So um, actually, really encouragingly, they're starting to be included in uh, research calls. So um, that uh, people like the NIHR are, are saying... Um, you need to show in your in your bid that you've you've paid some attention to these um, and, and and align to them um, because other, otherwise why are you doing the research? So there's a, there's a question about maximising impact um, and and the other thing is as we we're, we're going to do at the event today is to continually re- revisit them to see uh, are we actually making progress towards these because this is what people want answers to. Yeah, so if you're a researcher and you're out there, have a look at this top ten list. You can tweet us at hashtag MindTech2018. Tell Matt the work that you're doing that's beginning to answer these questions. Thanks a lot for talking to me, Matt. Thanks. Thanks.